0: And as you heard me tease and then give you the answer immediately at the start of the show, which isn't best practice in this industry, I don't think, but we don't have as many ad breaks to go to, so you don't have to give me a break. Um, Guy Sebastian uh, has come out feeling a, a little bit of regret for the role he may have played uh, in the... The announcement of the art support that we reported on pretty heavily here on Homebrewed last year was $250 million uh, to the art sector. It came quite late. And as we said at the time, while the money was welcome, uh, proportionate to the size of the industry and the uh, size of the losses of that industry, it was nowhere near enough. And in an interview with the Herald Sun, uh, Guy Sebastian, who was uh, kind of used as a, a marketing tool by the government, the federal government at that time, standing next to the PM and the arts minister for these announcements and kind of you know, big upping the money and promoting it, he's come out and basically said that he was used as a prop by the federal government after helping promote their, uh, their package in an interview with the Herald Sun. Uh, He said, I was used as a prop by the government to stand there and deliver an arts package, but who is it helping? Now, this is because uh, a bit of news has come out uh, in the last week or so detailing that's You know, the rollout hasn't been quite as rosy as they would have hoped. Uh, Sebastian said, I stood there because I genuinely thought something would happen. I'd rung all my Muso friends, asked for their suggestions, and I relayed them on that Zoom call to the Prime Minister. Um, And at the time, I think, Guy Sebastian received a fair bit of backlash from the industry, uh, from his presence. He was seen as kind of, Getting a bit too partisan, I guess, and also a lot of musicians were, and you know, a lot of people within the art sector were immediately critical of the money. Um, as you said, it's you know, it, it it can sound ungrateful on the surface, you know, oh, you're getting 250 million, what are you whining about? But we detailed this, you know, you know, pretty closely on Homebrewed at the time. And if you do want to listen to our analysis of it, you can jump back on our podcast and check it out. But the long and short of it was, it was nowhere near enough. It wasn't targeted well. A big chunk of it were actually loans that were needing to be repaid. Um, And it still left a whole bunch of people in that sector, which a new report I saw just today uh, showed has lost 90% of its earnings, its revenue over the last, um, or since the beginning of the pandemic. The money that was allocated towards them from the government wasn't near enough. Um, Guy Sebastian has said his role and and what he wanted to do initially was to be a voice for people directly affected. And I think he did think he was doing the right thing there. But uh, yeah, he's definitely had a, a change of heart. He said in October of last year that he would actually was pushing the PM for answers um, after Green Senator Sarah Hansen-Young actually pointed out that less than a fifth of the package had been allocated. Um, and he he kind of said that no one seems to have followed through on their words or had any plans for insurance for people putting on musicals or concerts, etc. So basically, he was just kind of talking to a brick wall.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, understandably upset when you sort of put your own reputation on the lines to be a front for for this sort of package being delivered. And he, you know, as you said, he felt like he was used sort of, I guess, as like a bit of a PR or of a prop as he said, uh, for the federal government. you know, He he said, I'm not speaking from an uneducated platform. I directly watch the musicians in my band be in a position where now there's no government help, no JobKeeper, no finance. What are they going to do? He also added that he disagrees with the way that the program has been rolled out and that the government failed uh, the due due, due diligence uh, to ensure it actively helping those in the sector that need it, which is also something that we touched on as well, you know, just... You know, there's so many people within this sector that do need this funding. And Guy Sebastian has said it's not being rolled out properly. And as we, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Green Senator Sarah Hansen-Young pointed out that less than a fifth of the package has been allocated, which is abysmal considering this was announced over a year ago.
0: Yeah, so that was at that point in October. And I think the figures now are slightly better, but still not that good. And I mean... You can understand Guy Sebastian um, feeling this way as, as a member in the music or community, in the arts community. He, he jumped on there with what seems like decent intentions and feels like he was used by the government. Um, and this is tying into a bunch of other stuff too. Like He, he references insurance schemes there, um, uh, which was basically the the industry asking for the government to ensure them that if they stage an event and it gets cancelled due to lockdowns, that they're not going to be out of pocket but hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. The government did set up this exact scheme for the movie industry, but has so far refused to do so for the arts industry, which is very disappointing. Um, and uh, this also would be, you know, a strong point of frustration. Given what's come out about the JobKeeper package in recent weeks, where they basically found out that over twelve billion dollars was given to companies to pay the wages of their staff who didn't need it, they didn't meet the criteria. They were already hugely wealthy companies on their own. We're talking some of the biggest companies in Australia, uh, and they were still able to post significant profits and earnings in that time. So, you know, if they're throwing twelve billion dollars to big business that then don't have to repay it, who weren't entitled to it, but then giving two fifty million to the arts and then not delivering it on time and then not backing them up not supporting them not ensuring them you can understand this is a bit of pent-up frustration from the industry
1: and the the government has sort of In a a bit of a response, I guess you could say, uh, last week, the Shadow Minister for the Arts, Tony Burke, he revealed that the federal government had only rolled out half of the funding it initially promised for the arts and entertainment sector, which in October last year was only a fifth, uh, and we're now up to half of the funding, but I mean, for over 12 months, nearly 13 months on now... For only half of the initial promised funding to be rolled out, of which, you know, Eamon mentioned before that track, there was a lot of loans as well that had to be, you know, refunded. So uh, Guy Sebastian's come out and said he hasn't felt like the money has helped the the people in the sectors that need it the most. Um, And, you know, you can sort of see why the only 100 million of the promised 200 has actually been spent so far.
0: Yeah, it's hugely disappointing news from a sector that, uh, as we mentioned before, has just been through the absolute ringer here and is experiencing all of this again with the latest you know wave of lockdowns affecting half the country um, more gigs cancelled um, you know more shows on hold more uncertain futures um, I spoke to an artist not long ago for some other radio work I was doing uh, and he basically said to me that this isn't just going to stuff the industry up for the period of the lockdown this is going to stuff the industry up for the rest of the year and into next year if the lockdown was lifted tomorrow the industry is going to be feeling the ripple effect from these lockdowns for months six months 12 months beyond this so it's really significant where we're and to find out that only $100 million of the promised $200 million um, has been spent is is completely unacceptable. And we should really jump back to a little bit of a timeline here in order to understand how this rollout has kind of worked. Now, in March of 2020, the first lockdowns and cancellations of the arts were kind of experienced. Um and then they moved very slowly, I think it might have been June or so of 2020, to uh, announce uh, the, the funding of the $250 million. Um, and then we were looking at another couple of months later, June, July, August, I think it was, around this time last year, the guidelines for applying for that funding were Uh, finally released so at this point we'd been in this lockdown for like six months Uh, artists had been without income for six months and they were finally only getting the guidelines to apply for this support and then after that uh, it was revealed that not until November of that year would uh, most organizations actually be allowed to apply and receive funding. They didn't expect money to be going at the door till November. So when you consider that this started in March, you're talking months and months and months later of artists that have no other alternative for income than working who cannot work were receiving their money then. So then fast forward to now to only find out that 100 million, 50% of the money that was promised uh, nearly well, over 12 months later, 13 months later has been issued is is damning. Um, it's totally unacceptable from the government who has been very, very happy to dish out money everywhere else and make sure it gets there quickly. We were talking before about the JobKeeper scheme um, and how much money was given to businesses and companies that weren't entitled to it when you have people on the ground in the art sector who have been crying out for support and not getting it. So um, yeah, I, I suppose this is you know, really, really concerning news. And we know from this show, the impact that it's had on artists uh, to hear that they're only halfway along into getting this money out the door. Um, You can only imagine what the artists are feeling right now, the strain they're under.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as we sort of touched on before as well, that They've also failed or we've rather ignored calls to establish a national COVID-19 insurance scheme for the arts, uh, entertainment and events industry, like a whole industry where if they had these sorts of insurances in place, the lockdown, the lockdown, the lockdown that we're all coming in and out of won't have as big of an effect on the industry if these sorts of ins- insurance schemes were in place. And as well as that too, like the festivals that we've touched on. No actual insurer is now going to insure festivals for disease outbreaks. But if the government they they can. They can help support the arts by putting on insurance for these festivals where if they have to be cancelled due to COVID or, you know, other virus outbreaks, they're covered. They don't lose millions and millions of dollars in, you know, the money that they pay for the artists. They have to refund the ticket sales or the vendor fees, et cetera, that go on.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like really, really needed if we want to see events back up and running as soon as possible. But, I mean, if they've ignored it for this long, it's unlikely we're going to see it uh, moving into the future. And we know, we've said it a million times, the arts sector first to close and will be the last to open. Uh, and probably some of the least supported individuals in this pandemic. Um, reasons for that. You know, we can speculate, and we have, uh, that seems to be you know, a, a lack of value for cultural capital in this country and at a legislative level, um, and a lack of value of the contribution of the arts to our society. But the reason you're listening to this radio show, the reason you listen to radio in the first place is because you want to hear good music, you want to hear good content, uh, and you know, that is all part of a, a wider arts community. They produce that music, they produce those shows that you love that make us happy, um, and it is super disappointing to not see them supported. What we're going to look at uh, now or what we should be looking to now is, is how is this actually going to affect us, you know, whenever this time is, when things are good to reopen, what kind of a sector is going to be left? you know, is it going to be a decimated sector? Is it going to be like rebuilding from the bottom because there's been very little government support? It's really hard to imagine it just bouncing back like everyone else expects they're going to in their respective industries. Um, So we will be keeping an eye on that. There's been some interesting reports out in the last couple of weeks, which we might bring to you next week or the week after that to dissect this one a little bit further. But that has been the music news for this evening. Bit of a dense one, uh bit, bit of a bit, bit, bit to think about there. But you know, we need to be thinking, and it is worth uh, reminding you. Support Act uh, is a charity that supports exactly the kind of people that we're talking about here that aren't receiving adequate support from the government. So, jump on, donate to them uh, if you know if you can, uh, and you know that it's going to help uh, everyone involved in the arts industry and music.